Relaxation means this moment is more than enough, more than can be asked and expected. Nothing to ask, more than enough, more than you can desire. Then the energy never moves anywhere. It becomes a placid pool. What does placid pool? Excuse me. In your own energy, you dissolve. This moment is relaxation. Relaxation is neither of the body nor of the mind. Relaxation is of the total. That's why the that's why the Buddhas go on saying, "Become desireless." Because they know that if there is desire, you cannot relax. They go on saying, "Bury the dead," because if you are too much concerned with the past, you cannot relax. Bury the dead, because if you are too much concerned with the past. You cannot relax. They go on saying, "Enjoy this very moment." Jesus says, "Look at the lilies. Consider the lilies in the field. They toil not, and they are more beautiful. Their splendor is greater than King Solomon. They are arrayed in more beautiful aroma than King Solomon ever was. Look." Consider the lilies. What is he saying? He is saying relax. He is saying relax. You need not toil for it. In fact, everything is provided. Jesus says, if he looks after the birds of air, animals, wild animals, trees, and plants. They, what, then why are you worried? Will he be? Will he not look after you? This is relaxation. Why are you so much worried about the future? Consider the lilies. Watch the lilies, and become like lilies, and then relax. Relaxation is not a posture. Relaxation is a total transformation of your energy. Energy can have two dimensions. One is motivated, going somewhere, a goal somewhere. This moment is only a means, and the goal is somewhere else to be achieved. This is one dimension of your energy. This is the dimension of activity. Goal-oriented, then everything is a means. Somehow it has to be done, and you have to reach to the goal. Then you'll be, then you will relax. But for this type of energy, the goal is never reached, because this type of energy goes on changing every present moment into a means for something else, into the future. The goal always remains 
on the horizon. You go on running, but the distance remains the same. No, there is another dimension of energy. The dimension is unmotivated celebration. The goal is here, now. The goal is not somewhere else. In fact, you are the goal. In fact, there is no other fulfillment than of this moment. Consider the ladies. When you are the goal, and when the goal is not in the future, when there is nothing to be achieved, rather, you have just to celebrate it. You have already achieved it. It is there. This is relaxation, unmotivated energy. So to me, there are two types of persons, the goal seekers and the celebration, celebrators. The goal-oriented are the mad ones. They are going by and by crazy, and they are creating their own craziness. And then the great, and then the craziness has its own momentum. By and by, they more they move deeper into it. Then they are completely lost. The other type of a person is not a goal seeker. He is not a seeker at all. He is a celebrator. But be the celebrators. Celebrate. Already there is too much. The flowers have bloomed, the birds are singing, the sun is there in the sky. Celebrate it. You are breathing and you are alive and you have consciousness. Celebrate it. Then suddenly you relax. Then there is no tension. Then there is no anguish. The whole energy that becomes anguish becomes Gratitude. The whole energy that becomes anguish becomes gratitude. Your whole heart goes on beating with a deep thankfulness. That is prayer. That's all prayer is about. A heart beating with a deep thankfulness. Do not with the body, but relax. No need to do anything for it. Just understand the movement of the energy. The unmotivated moment, unmotivated movement of the energy, it flows but not toward a goal. It flows as a celebration. It moves not toward a goal. It moves because of its own overflowing energy. A child is dancing and jumping and running around. Ask him, what are you doing? He's not going anywhere. You will look foolish to him. 
children always think adults are foolish. What a nonsense question. Where are you going? Is there any need to go anywhere? A child simply cannot answer your question because it is irrelevant. He is not going anywhere. He will simply shrug his shoulders. He will say, nowhere. Then the goal-oriented mind asks, asks, then why are you running? Then why are you running? Then why are you running? Because to us, an activity is relevant only when it leads somewhere. And I tell you, there is nowhere to go. Here is all. The whole existence culminates in this moment. It converges into this moment. The whole existence is pouring already into this moment. All that is, is pouring into this moment. It is here now. A child is simply enjoying the energy. He has to so much. He has so much. He is running not. He is running not because he has to reach somewhere, but because he has too much. He has to run. He has to run. Act unmotivated, just an overflow of your energy. Share, but don't trade. Don't make bargains. Give because you have. Don't give to take back. Don't trade, don't make bargains, give because you have, don't give to take back because then you'll be in misery. All traders go to hell. If you want to find the greatest traders and bargainers, go to hell. Ah, use it, don't. There will find them. There you will find them. If you want to find the uh, greatest traders and bargainers, go to hell. There you will find them. Heaven is not for traders. Heaven is for celebrators. Um, in Christian theology, Again and again, for centuries, it has been asked, what do angels do in heaven? This is a relevant question for people who are goal-oriented. What do angels do in heaven? Nothing seems to be done. Nothing is there to do. 
Somebody asked Meister Eckhart, what do angels do in heaven? He said, what type of a fool are you? Heaven is a place to celebrate. They don't do anything. They simply celebrate the glory of it, the magnificent of it, the magnificent of it, the poetry of it. The blooming of it. They celebrate. They sing and they dance and they celebrate. But I don't think that man was satisfied by Meister Eckhart's answer. Because to us, an activity is meaningful only if it leads somewhere, if there is a goal. Remember, activity is goal oriented, action is not. Action is overflowing of energy. Action is in its action is in this moment a response unprepared unrehearsed. Just the whole existence meet you. Just the whole existence meets you, confront you, and a response comes. The birds are singing and you start singing. It is not an activity. Suddenly it happens. Suddenly you find it is happening that you have started humming. This is action. And if you become more and more involved in action and less and less occupied, occupied in activity, your life will change and you will become a deep relaxation. Then you do, but you remain relaxed. A Buddha is never tired. Why? Because he is not a doer. Whatsoever he has, he gives, he overflows. Do not waste the body, but relax. Shut firm. Shut firm the mouth. Shut firm the mouth and silent remain. The mouth is really very significant because this is where the first activity landed. Your lips started the first activity. Surrounding the, surrounding the area of the mouth is the beginning of all activity. You breathed in. You cried. You started groping, groping groping for mother's breast and your mouth remains always in a frantic activity. That's why Tilopa suggests understand activity, understand action, relax and shut firm the mouth. Whenever you sit down to meditate Whenever you want to be silent, the first thing is to shut the mouth completely. If you shut the mouth completely, your tongue will touch the roof of your mouth. The lips will be completely closed.
and the tongue will touch the roof. Shut it completely, but that can be done only if you have followed whatsoever I've been saying to you, not before it. You can do it. Shutting the mouth is not a very big effort. You can sit like a statue with a completely shut mouth, but that will not stop activity. Deep inside, the thinking will continue. And if thinking continues, you can feel subtle vibrations in the lips. Others may not be able to observe it because they are very subtle. But if you are thinking, then your, lip, your lips quiver a little, a very subtle quivering. When you relax, that quivering stops. You are not talking. You are not making any activity inside you. Shut from the mouth and silent remain. And then don't think. What will you do? Thoughts are coming and going. Let them come and go. That's not a problem. You don't get involved. You remain aloof, detached. You simply watch them coming and going. They are not your concern. Shut the mouth and remain silent. By and by, thoughts will cease automatically. They need your cooperation to be there. If you cooperate, they will be there. If you fight, then too, they will be there. Because both are corporations, one for the other against. Both are sorts of activity. You simply watch. But shutting of the mouth is very helpful. So first, as I have been observing many people, I will suggest to you that first you yawn. Open your mouth as wide as possible. Tense your mouth as wide as possible. Yawn completely so it even starts hurting. Two or three times do this. This will help the mouth to remain shut for a longer time. And then for two or three minutes, talk loudly. Gibberish nonsense. Gibberish nonsense. Anything that comes to the mind, say it loudly and enjoy it. Then shut the mouth. It is easier to move from the opposite end. It is easier to move from the opposite side, opposite end. It, if you want to relax your hand, it is better to first make it as tense as possible. Clench the fist, clench the fist and let it be as tense as possible. Do just the opposite and then relax. And then you will attain a deeper relaxation of the nervous system. Make gestures, faces, movements of the face. Distortions, yawn, talk. 
two or three minutes of nonsense, and then shut the mouth. And this tension will give you a deeper possibility to relax the lips and mouth. Shut the mouth and then just be a watcher. Soon a silence will descend on you. There are two types of silences. One is a silence that you can force upon yourself. That is not a very graceful thing. It is a kind of violence. It is a sort of rape on the mind. It is aggressive. Then there is another sort of silence that descends on you, on you like night seconds. Night descends, like night descends. It comes upon you. It envelops, it envelops you. You simply create the possibility for it, the repetitiveness, repetitivity, receptivity, receptivity, receptivity. For it, the receptivity, and it comes. Shut the mouth, watch. Don't try to be silent. If you try, you can force a few seconds of silence, but they will not be of any value. If you try, you can force a few seconds of silence, but they will not be of your be of any value. Inside you will go on boiling, so don't try to be silent. You simply create the situation, the soil, plants, the seed and wait. Empty your mind and think of nothing. Think of note. What will you do to empty the mind? Thoughts are coming. You watch, and watching has to be done with uh, precautions. Precaution. The watching must be passive, not active. There are subtle mechanisms, and you have to understand everything. Otherwise, you can miss any, anywhere. And if you miss a slight point, the whole thing changes its quality. Watch. Watch passively, not actively. What is the difference? You are watching. You are waiting for your girlfriend or your lover. Then you watch actively. Then somebody passes by the door and you jump up to look whether she has come. Then just leaves fluttering. In the, in the wind, and you feel that maybe she has come. You go on jumping up. Your mind is very eager, active. No, this will not help. If you are too eager and too active, this will not bring, this will not bring you to the silence I'm talking about. Be passive as you sit by the side of a river and the river flows by, and you simply watch. There is no eagerness, no urgency, no emergency. Nobody is forcing you. Even if you miss, 
There is nothing missed. You simply watch. You just look. Even the wind watch is not good. Even the word watch is not good because the very word watch gives a feeling of being active. You simply look, not having anything to do. You simply sit by the bank of the river. You look and the river flows by. Or you look in the sky and the clouds float by. And possibly, this passiveness is very essential. That is to be understood because your obsession for activity can become earning. Eagerness can become eagerness, can become an active waiting. Then you miss the whole point. Then the actively, then the activity has entered from the back door again. Be a passive watcher. Empty your mind and think of note. Think of note. This passivity, passivity, this passivity will automatically empty your mind. Ripples of activity, ripples of mind energy, by and by will subside, and the whole surface of your consciousness will be without any waves, without any ripples. It becomes like a silent mirror. Tilopa goes on to say, like a hollow, like a hollow bamboo, rest at ease with your body. This is one of Tilopa's special methods. Every master has his own special method through which he has attained and through which he would like to help others. This is Tilopa's speciality, like a hollow bamboo, rest at ease with your body. A bamboo inside completely hollow. When you rest, you, when you rest, you just find, you just feel that you are like a bamboo, inside, completely hollow and empty. And in fact, this is the case. Your body is just like a bamboo, and inside it is hollow. Your skin, your bones, your blood, all are part of the bamboo, and inside there is space, hollowness. When you are sitting with a completely silent mouth, inactive, tongue touching the roof of the mouth, and silent, not quivering with thoughts, mind watching passively, not waiting for anything in particular, feel like a feel like a hollow bamboo, and suddenly infinite energy starts pouring within you. You are filled with the unknown, with the mysterious. With the divine, a hollow bamboo becomes a flute, and the divine starts playing it. Once you are empty, them there is no barrier for the divine to enter in you.
try this. This is one of the most beautiful meditations. The meditation of becoming a hollow bamboo. You need not do anything else. You simply become this, and all else happens. Suddenly, you feel something is descending in your hollowness. You are like a womb, and a new life is entering in you. A seed is falling, and the moment comes when the bamboo completely disappears. Like a hollow bamboo, rest at ease with your lady. Rest at ease. Don't desire spiritual things. Don't desire heaven. Don't desire even God. God cannot be desired. When you are desireless, He comes to you. Liberation cannot be desired. Because desire is the bondage. When you are desireless, you are liberated. Buddhahood cannot be desired. Because desiring is the hindrance, is the hindrance. When the barrier is not, suddenly the Buddha explodes in you. You have the seed already. When you are empty, when the space is there, the seed explodes. Tilopa says, Like a hollow bamboo, rest at ease with your body, giving not, not taking. Put your mind at rest. There is nothing to give, there is nothing to get. Everything is absolutely okay as it is. There is no need for any give and take. You are absolutely perfect as you are. This teaching of the East has been very much misunderstood in the, in the West. Because they say, what type of teaching is this? Then people will not strive, and then they will not try to go higher. Then they will not make any effort to change their character, to transform their evil ways into good ways. Then they will may become a victim of the devil. In the West, improve yourself is the slogan, either in terms of this world or in terms of the other. But improve, how to improve, how to become greater and bigger. In the East, we understand it more deeply that this very effort to become is the barrier. Because you are already carrying your being with you, you need not become anything. Simply realize who you are. That's all. Simply realize who is hidden within you. Improving whatsoever you improve, you will always be in anxiety and anguish. Because the very effort to improve is leading you on a wrong path. It makes future meaningful, a goal meaningful, ideas meaningful, and then your mind becomes a desiring, desiring you miss. Let desiring subside, become a silent pool, silent pool of 
non-desiring. And suddenly you are surprised and expected unexpectedly it is there. And you will have a very you will have a belly laugh as Buddha Bodhidharma laughed. And Bodhidharma's followers say that when you become silent again you can hear his roaring laugh. He is still laughing. He has not stopped laughing since then. He laughed because what type of joke is this? You are already that which you are trying to become. How can you be successful if you are already that and you are trying to become that? Your, your failure is absolutely certain. How can you become that which you are already? So, Bodhidharma laughed. Bodhidharma was just exactly a contemporary of Tilopa. They may have known each other, maybe not physically, but they must have known each other, the same quality of being. Tilopa says, giving not nor taking. Put your mind at rest. Mahamudra Mahamudra is like a mind that clings to not. You have achieved if you don't cling. Nothingness in your hand and you have achieved. Mahamudra is like a mind that clings to not. Thus, practicing in time you will reach Buddhahood. What is to be practiced then? To be more and more at ease. To be more and more here and now. To be more and more in action and less and less in activity. To be more and more hollow, empty, passive. To be more and more a watcher, indifferent, not expecting anything, not desiring anything. To be happy with yourself as you are. To be celebrating. And then, any moment when things ripen and the right season comes, you bloom into a Buddha. Wow.